This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where influential guests and I break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is managing your temptations. Let's do this. Hello, Kinda Daters. I'm Natasha Chandale. You're listening to Kinda Dating. We have a really great guest for you today. Um, actually met him at an event, but was a fan of his work before. You definitely have seen him because he's been on many hit shows, which I think we're allowed to at least say the names of shows. Yeah. Right? I think so. He's an actor. He's been on Grey's Anatomy and just a little show called Never Have I Ever. Very tiny. Super small. Um Welcome, Rushi Koda. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Um, you and I met at uh, at a, <laughs> at a singles, a the singles matchmaking yeah. event. Yeah. Um, not well. First, single or in a relationship? I, I'm in a relationship. Right. Yes. And how long? Uh, let's see. We've been together for 15 years. And then married for three years. Oh my gosh. I did not actually know that. Yeah. 15 years? Yeah. It's, well, we're like, like you know. Since we, high school? Since high school. No way. Yeah. We took some time off and, but, you know, we saw other people, but. Um, oh, I was wondering. I was like, yeah, did yeah, yeah. E- yeah. ever take time off? Yeah. Yeah. We, we did that. But, um, yeah. So we've been, we got married in March 15 of 2020, right before the day before everything ended. It was, it was fucking crazy. The day before, you guys got really lucky. Yeah. Yeah, we're the um, last party. Really? Yeah, we're the last party before everything shut down. That's crazy. Yeah. You guys yeah. got married then. My partner and I met then. Yeah. Uh, wow. Which is crazy. And then you went into lockdown together. And then, yeah. we we Our third date was a Saturday and Thursday they announced lockdown. And then you were like, hey, you want to... Literally, I was <laughs> you like, lock well, down uh, together? I mean, uh, you want to <laughs> come over? <laughs> and stay here forever. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. Well, it's, we actually weren't expecting. Yeah. Like, you had no expectations, but it was just one of those, like, I always tell everybody, we got really lucky we didn't annoy each other. Yeah. As two complete strangers. That's amazing. Who, like, just met. Yeah. And then you're together now, all the time yeah. but luckily i think we both had work and we're both very independent so it it's like he works in one part of the house i work in another part of the house yeah and, that's fantastic and that made it like easy palatable yeah 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 what was crazy um so uh my wife and i now we both live in la and so we were getting married in new jersey because that's where all our family's at. That's what all brown people do. Oh, that's where all brown people are <laughs> in at. In America. In America. Just, oh, where are you going to go? You got to go to New Jersey to get yeah. married. And that week, I remember it being the most insane week of my life because it was just everyone was, uh, nobody knew what was happening. And so the vendors were all, like, we're still having the wedding, guys. You still have to pay for it. But meanwhile, there's so many guests just canceling and we already had a super small wedding. And so we ended up having it and it was a great time. And then right immediately after the next day, we just ended up moving into our in-laws place for seven months. I was like... Thank God you had 15 years with each other before because 
that would have sucked. Yeah. And luckily, like, he had, you know, a massive, you know, three-story mansion. So everybody just kind of had a respective place to go to. But, yeah, honeymoon at my father-in-law's place. Oh, man. Did you guys get to make up for it after? No, no, we didn't. Really? <laughs> We're just yeah. You're like, whatever. All right, well, yeah. we've had 15 years together, yeah. so yeah. this is the best it gets. <laughs> um, that's funny. Uh, yeah, it's. Um, it, it was really hard on a lot of people, yeah. like the, the wedding or kids stuff during yeah. the pandemic. I, yeah. uh, I felt for a lot of people. Yeah. But what you said is like my dream. If if yeah. if I were to get married, it would be everybody canceling and like the less amount of people <laughs> showing up would be the greatest gift on earth. That'd be amazing. You just had to tone everything down and uh, I think you'd just save a ton of money. Like I, I feel like that would be my advice to people is I don't know why you would have such lavish weddings. Just put that money towards something that actually matters. Hey friends, it's your girl Natasha Chandale and I've got some really cool news to share. I'm finally offering one-on-one virtual dating coaching. That's right. You've been sliding in my DMs for years, but let's finally chat face-to-face or Zoom-to-Zoom. If you're in a dating rut, let's get you out. I'm the friend you never had and the honest dating coach you need. Whether you're in a relationship or looking for one, I'm here to talk through your problem, provide personalized guidance, and find a solution. For all you loyal listeners, you know that I had a string of unhealthy relationships. After escaping an abusive one, I decided to take accountability for my love life, healed myself, and put myself on a path to dating success. I am now in a happy, healthy relationship and want to help empower you in your dating journey too. I want to get you to an empowered state where you're making dating decisions from a positive, secure place. So when the stars align and you meet that right person, you're ready to welcome them. My approach is honest, practical, because I've actually dated in the modern landscape, optimistic, and I tend to go deep. And as a woman of color and an immigrant, I understand the nuances of many cultures. And with my background as a comedian, we'll probably have some laughs along the way. If you're ready to take control of your dating life, let's chat. Go to our new website, www.kindadating.com slash services for 50% off your first introductory session. That's right, 50% off your first introductory dating coaching session. Go to www.kindadating.com slash services and book your dating coaching session with me today. Talk soon. I'm very vocal about that on this podcast. Oh, good. I don't like rituals. Mm-hmm. So I don't like the ritual of marriage. Okay. But I like it for other people, yeah. but it's just not something I want or need. But I'm always like, if he wants it, yeah. I'm not going to say no because it's not like a moral ethical thing. I just don't, I just think it's stupid and it's yeah. a waste of money. And I'm like, what yeah. is the purpose of this thing? Um, but I was like, if, you know, if you're going to do it, I'm always just like, why would you spend so much yeah. money? I'm like, get a house. Yeah. Like get, get Invest a, in something. A, yeah, but literally, I actually said that as a joke. I said, you know what we should do? In lieu of gifts, if we were to ever get married, I want people to buy me stock. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't get yeah. me any gifts. <laughs> that being said, having that ideology of what I just said, we did ha- end up having some sort of a lavish wedding. And I was like, you know, <laughs> well, you, well, that's fair. Yeah. It's fair. You know, I think yeah. I think most most women prefer yeah. big weddings, which I understand and respect. Um, I'm the opposite. I'm very antisocial. He would want a bigger wedding, and I'm like, less people. Let's do it far away, yeah. so like no one nobody comes. really feels like showing up and spending that kind of money. And I would be like, I understand. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's uh, true. You've you've been performing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you recently kind of yeah. like blew up. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, it's That's okay. That's I fair guess. to say. Okay. Um, you know, there's something that I've actually never mentioned on the podcast or talked about much in real life. Um, just because the show was still going on and out of mm-hmm. respect for that, I, yeah. I didn't say anything, but I was runner up for, uh, Kamla. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. It was, oh, uh, it yeah. was, uh, Richa and I, and Richa's a good friend. Wow. So I was very happy and I Amazing. definitely think it went to the right person, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. um, but we, uh, both tested We're... with Mindy together. For, wow. How yeah. cool is that? I know. Right. Such yeah. a weird. Yeah. It's all like everything. Uh, this, this industry is just so small, even though it's super big, but yeah. 
Everyone's connected. Yeah. In one way Man. or another. Don't worry, you get your due. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I again, I, yeah. I at the time it was, of yeah. course, you're like crushed. Yeah. Um, but uh, later I was like, oh no, this is like, not everything is meant for you, and some things That's are true. literally meant for other people, and you can't get into a zone of no, like it's the same thing as dating, right? You're yeah. not meant to for every to single be with person. seven billion people. Totally, you are meant to be with whoever, and then other people are meant to be with others. So mm-hmm. like, you just. I mean, I, I agree. I think looking back on it and the amount of auditions and opportunities you have as an uh, an actor and the things that don't come through and then you look back on it later of like yeah well those shows didn't really make it well that person got there and then something else happened and that could have been you you don't want I mean you know so I think everyone uh, the universe has a plan for everyone and I look back on things too and I'm like well Fuck, I could have been I could have done that. I could have been that. But then you wouldn't be, you know, doing this thing. Totally. Yeah. And look, uh for the most part and, and I've tested multiple times yeah. for various shows and stuff over the years and it's like there were most of them didn't become anything. A couple of them did. Yeah. Um and most of the time I've never looked at something and gone like, "Oh my god, whatever." I will say there were a couple times when you see your friend on yeah. Vogue India and I'm like, God <laughs> damn it, that could have been really nice. That yeah. would have yeah. been super cool. But again, <laughs> it goes to the right person and no, she's a great 100%. friend. So I'm very happy no, that, up, that she got it. Um, yeah. But again, that's one of those, you're wow. like, man, that's such a nice outfit. I wish yeah, I could, yeah. I could yeah. have a stylist putting that <laughs> yeah, on me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've never mentioned that. So I was like, well, oh, I'm going to tell him. Yeah. You played the, the love guy. interest. So. I played the guy. Um, how was that experience for you? Um, I remember when, so throughout my entire time in LA, while I was acting, while I'm doing all that stuff, my side hustle was always bartending. Mm. And throughout like for the past 10 years, I bartended. And I just remember that right before I booked it, um, right before I had that audition, I had, um, I had a job and then I think the wedding was coming up. So I needed to get another job to pay for things. And then I remember now I'm working like probably five, six days behind the bar and I just got another job and I was so tired and exhausted. And, um, I remember going in for this audition and something about it just clicked and, but I put it to the side and I was like, ah, whatever. Because the casting director um, on the way out was like exactly what we're looking for. And I'm like, eh, you see people say that shit all the time, like whatever. And so I went off to my job, you know, and then I booked this, uh, I got the call. Um, I'm, we're on set and for the first time on set, I saw five brown actors. And this is episode, this is season one, episode nine. And uh, I was like, man this is so fucking cool. Like when have I ever seen or when have you ever, uh, people ever seen this many brown actors on, you know, on a show? And at the time it wasn't anything, right? It was just, oh, we're just, Mindy Kaling just doing a show. I'm like, ah, it's cool. And then the whole pandemic happened and I was like, and then the whole show blew up um, to what it is. And so I just, uh, I think I, just cherish that time on set because it was so, uh, it was so, uh, different and new than anything else on TV. And, um, I, I loved every second of it. Yeah, I really did. Yeah. I think you, you, uh, you put that very well. Is that like when, when the auditions were happening, it's like, you don't, you know, you never expect it to be a thing. Cause you're like, Oh, okay, sure. A show about Indian people. Like, yeah. yeah, Okay. Nobody's going to watch that, but great. I'm glad she's doing it. And then everybody watches it and it becomes a huge hit. Yeah. And and you're all like, like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, no. And that happened during the pandemic too, right? So it was like, all right, that's it. I'm never acting ever again. My life's over. Everything, like as soon as we moved into the in-laws place, we never came back to LA. I was like, my entire life in LA was just done. Like I could no work. 
on any sides. And I'm like, all right, the fuck am I doing now? And I feel like I had the biggest panic attack. And then all of a sudden the show comes out and you're like, oh, I'm still fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, of course. I know. I mean, so many, so many existential crises I feel like we've all had in the last like three years. It's never ending. But somehow the universe takes care of us. Yeah. Um, so today we're talking about uh, temptation, mm-hmm. and this was an interesting topic. And I'm really glad that you know uh, it's something uh, for listeners. I brainstorm with um, guests what kind of topics we want to talk about because I want it to be something that is new to the show, but also something that you would want to contribute to. Um, and this was a cool one because we've actually never talked about it, which is interesting okay. um, about temptations. And I mean, in your mind, what what do you think temptations are like when it comes, you know, in relationships and dating and, and obviously marriage? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think temptations to me are all of these different vices, whether it be alcohol, smoking, uh, sex, uh, social media, um, caffeine, all of these things that the things that would make us happy in the instant, are they like, how are they helping you achieve your goal? How are they helping you stay disciplined? Um, and I think I, I think I mentioned this of how, uh, I think Muhammad Ali was, uh, getting interviewed and some, a reporter asked him, was like, how are you so successful? And he's like, by staying away from the drugs, the alcohol, the clubs, and then going to sleep at night on time, waking up and showing up every single day. And that's something that I take very personally and I try to, you know, stay on the straight and narrow of, of being an actor is it's, it's a discipline. It's a martial art. It's like, this is something that you have to show up for every day, even though it's not showing up for you. Um, so yeah, those are things that I constantly, uh, um, am fighting with having a war within my mind of like, Oh, but it's Friday. I can go have a drink. Yeah, but then, you know, like you're going to be wearing that drink the next week and it's uh, – is that it helping me achieve my fitness goals, you know, because I'm trying to get to a certain body fat percentage and whatnot. And these are just – these are just other means of control that I constantly uh, – I need to have something to control. Otherwise, I'm just going to be floating off into space. Also, just find trying to find the balance of like you can't deny every single thing. No. Right. Yeah. And and that's that balance in in general when it comes to to all of this. Like it I'm glad that you talked about other temptations too, right? Yeah. Cuz um it's not just a temptation when it comes when you're in a relationship of somebody else. It's also these other vices like you yeah. mentioned that really can have an impact on a relationship. I uh was in a almost 4-year relationship uh, many many years ago. Um and that ended because that person um, couldn't stop drinking, yeah. and the but the drinking it was one thing that okay you you enjoyed drinking. We were very young, so it's like it was high school, also high school college. So it's like okay, fine. But then eventually, it's like, well, your drinking is affecting the relationship because now when we go out, you're getting in fights because yeah. it's an, it's you know it was literally like oh somebody glanced at me yeah there was a giant fight yeah because that person was drunk and yeah. it was like i can't keep living like this no. um and so you know it's uh there are those and then there's also the the classic temptation of like hey you know we are all humans who live a life and we have eyes and we yeah. have body parts and you see people and you're like oh that person's attractive yeah. and like Instagram and whatever, yeah. you know, makes it so easy to fantasize about anybody nowadays. Yeah. Um, and so there is, there's like a big spectrum when it comes to what we talk about when it comes to temptation. It doesn't always just have to be like cheating. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'm, um, it's, it's, it's good that you bring that up because, you know, as soon as Never Have I Ever came out and I immediately, I got like, 100,000 followers which is nothing compared to the um the other people on the show who got like millions of followers but just with that the amount 
of pictures and videos of women sending me their vagina. And I was no like, way. yeah, bro. Why do people do this? No, that was, it's, Ladies, what are you doing? <laughs> the amount of masturbation videos. And I was like, yo, what? No. Yeah. It's wild. And that's tempta- that's temptation right there. You're like, but it's, it's, it's an, uh, you know, all of the, all, it's just the more you respond to it, as soon as you say something wrong, it's, it's just there, it's a cash grab. Like you're going to take that and fucking take that and run with it. So it's keeping all of that shit at bay and going back inward of like, okay, what am I doing? What am I doing right now? You know, what's my purpose? What's my goal? Is this what I'm after? Cause we can get this, but what am I really, really after? Um, Oh, yeah, because, like, people do not take into account, like, okay, you're a public persona, you're you're a public figure, and you have different um, things at stake. But even people who are not public figures have a lot at stake, and people forget this all the time. And I used to talk about this on the podcast years ago, and to this day, listeners, you'll be... I don't know if you'll be proud. I'm proud. I've still, to this day, never sent a sext. So, like, okay. I, a picture okay. or a video. Yeah. So, I might do, like, a flirt, like, even sexting, like, yeah. in terms of, like, text. Yeah. But I won't send picture or video because since I was very young, like, yeah. pre-internet days, 15, 16, I used to literally say, like, ooh, everything. Like, you got to only send out what you are okay with somebody screenshotting and sending to your parents. Because that happened. A girlfriend of mine was, uh, again, in high school. She was with a guy for five years, and she sent him tons of nudes and all this stuff. And then when they broke up because it was a bad breakup, he took those pictures and went to her dad's shop and was like, (sighs) and, you know, Indian girl. And it was such a thing. And I – and. I mean, she turned to me. She's like, I know, I know. I was like, I'm not going to say yeah. anything, but. But it's it's good that you. Don't send those things. <laughs> yeah. It's good that you're able to learn from other people's lessons. You know, I think that's the, that's the big thing. Like, yeah, you, I think you learned the biggest lesson by you. I mean, I, or we, it's, it's, you know, learn the biggest lesson from the mistakes that we make, but also observing from other people's mistakes and learning lessons from there. Yeah. yeah. I'm just always like, I, cause I also used to be a publicist. So my brain is always in PR mode, which is like, "Mm, be careful what you say. So sometimes, you know, you get lots of trolls. We get as a comedian, you get, you know, people who try to say shit all the time. And I have to like, I could roast people to a point that they would cry. Yeah. And I never do because I'm like, just pause. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, write it somewhere else if you feel like. Yeah. Don't actually post that because the day somebody screenshots that and posts it out. Man. Is the day is the you're day done? You, is the, you know, it. so I'm yeah. like, just don't yeah. say it. <laughs> um, but like, I uh, I feel the temptation in a different way. Yeah. My anger has yeah. <laughs> is constantly yeah. tempted to come out, and I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. Do you think that we're more tempted today, though, because of technology and access? I oh, mean, I yeah. feel like you gave a really good example of why. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, uh, yeah. As soon as anyone, uh, like now, all these young actors, younger than us, uh, as soon as they get on a hit Netflix show, they have this instant fame. Like, oh my God, they're like, you know, you look at Stranger Stranger Things, uh, Millie Bobby Brown, she has like how many millions of followers? And a lot she's, of them are grown ass men. Yeah, it's, it's kind of gross. It's nasty. But it happens kind of an overnight. It's not even, you know, back in the day before Netflix, before Instagram, a show came out and then there was everybody knew about you but it didn't they didn't have access to you but now they feel like they have a direct access to you through your channel and it becomes overwhelming and i think you know even for people who are not actors or not celebrities it's just um for regular people the amount of access to all of these different the colors of the rainbow it's a little overwhelming i don't think people um it's not doing people well that's for sure yeah i mean do you think it's different for men versus women in the sense that my theory is like 
women are so used to most women, not, not obviously all, but I would say most women are used to men coming at us. So like we're used to navigating like, all right, here's another guy who yeah. wants to fucking fuck me. Like yeah. used to it. Um, but guys, I feel like, aren't as used to the incoming. No. And, to, and then when you guys become famous and stuff yeah. like that, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. Like now it, you have 10 times more access. And I think guys like are much more susceptible to that. Totally. And that's why I think even when guys hit a level, it doesn't have to be fame, but like a financial success. Yeah. And they start getting women that they, f- they fall into those temptations, yeah. especially when it comes to like sex and, and yeah. all that stuff, because they haven't had the influx. Yeah, and I think um, uh, they haven't had practice of, I guess, navigating those waters. And so when it comes at you all of a sudden, and then, yeah, you're, like, susceptible to whatever happens. And, uh, you know, it's like it just takes, I guess, one wrong person to be like, all right, I'm blackmailing the shit out of you, and you're done. And now you're like, oh, fuck, what do I do? My entire life, my family, everything is, like, out the window. Um, it's such an important thing for people to remember, but, but let me, let me flip something mm -hmm. on you. Do you think like it's always bad to feel temptation when you're in a relationship or, or, or dating or whatever? No, I think, um, you have to have, you have to have boundaries of who you are. Right. It's it's not just, oh, it's just me and you every single day for the rest of our lives. I think you, you, uh, for me, I'm like, I have to be my own person and then I have to know what all my vices are. I have to know what gets me off and I can then bring that back in the relationship. Um, so I know it's important to have your own temptations and know what really what really gets you going. Yeah, because I feel like people who live in the absolutes that like, no, you should never be tempted. You should never be attracted to somebody else. I'm like, you are setting yourself yeah. up for failure because yeah. there are a lot of attractive people out there in the world. <laughs> and the best thing to do is just like say it out loud, yeah. then then live with it. Because there's, um, you know, as I was researching this episode, it was interesting and I was disappointed because um, I always research every topic before we talk about it. And this was like when I was Googling it, it was a lot of like how to resist mm -hmm. temptation. And and I was like, well, that's the problem right there. Yeah, like um, therapists were talking about managing temptation. A lot of everybody else was talking about resisting it and... I think there's even a balance of the way I feel, which is transforming it. Mm -hmm. But um, Eckhart Tolle, who's this, you know, big self-help guy I love, and he says a very poignant thing. He says, what you resist persists. And I'm like, the moment you start saying, like, you're not supposed to feel this way, you're going to feel it even yeah. more. Yeah. It's just fucking reverse psychology yeah. in your brain, yeah. right? It's, so exactly. it's like just acknowledging that, yep, they're going to be attractive people. I actually used to have very open conversations with my like boyfriends in the past where I used to be like, Oh, if you, like I would point somebody out or they could point somebody out to me and be like, Oh, that girl's hot. And I would look at it objectively. I'd be like, Oh yeah, she is. She's yeah. kind of hot. I think the boundary is like, okay, so don't go up and yeah. try to fuck her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like good looking people are meant to be looked at, looked at, you know, but yeah, I agree. I think you got to feed the beast. Um, is the way I think about it. The more you suppress something, you, uh, it's it's good to I guess it's it's it feels nice to like okay you have control over it like you have control over your body you have control over your mind, like it come you know with caffeine or what, like okay I'm taking um, when I'm working out I'm you know I I take a couple of supplements nothing crazy just vitamins fish oils all that stuff we like green tea extract all, all right, that stuff you're on roids. i'm on, on right <laughs> 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 no but it's it's important to you can't just be on that uh every single day you have to give those a break you have to give your body a break to readjust and come back to it um but at the same time, it's like you got to be able to feed the beast. You can't just say, oh, I'm never going to drink alcohol. I'm never going to drink coffee. I'm never going to, you know, all this stuff. So I think there just has to be a balance um, with it and taking breaks from taking a break. You can't just be on 
taking over. You can't just take a break from just forever. Kind of daters. Are you a catch but not getting any matches on your dating app profile? Then Profile Booster is perfect for you. It's a brand new service offered by Kinda Dating to optimize your dating app profile so you can reflect the best version of yourself online and get the matches you deserve. With sometimes five pictures and three prompts, it's hard to showcase your full self. You'll be working with me, Natasha Chandel, a dating expert and professional screenwriter, and Luis Miranda, a veteran brand strategist with a track record of success. Oh, and we're a real-life couple. After a string of our own failed relationships and shitty dates, Luis and I individually decided to get more intentional about our love lives. We crafted dating app profiles that stood out, were memorable, and were authentically us. We matched on a dating app just three weeks before the pandemic lockdown and recently celebrated our three-year anniversary this year. Since then, we've successfully helped friends do the same and now want to help you. We'll customize a plan just for you so you can showcase your authentic voice and image to attract the right match for you. Ready to boost your love life? Profile Booster is available now at an incredibly affordable price. Visit www.kindadating.com services and let's transform your dating profile and get you more matches today. Yeah, I think what you're saying is totally right about the balance aspect because, again, I think it's pretty harmless to, like, fantasize about somebody else yeah. or think about somebody else at some point. You know what I mean? I think the line gets crossed if you're acting on it and you're doing something about it. But at the same time, it's like that... It's such a fine line because my personal mental thing for any thing in life is like, if this came out, would I be okay with it? Yeah. And uh, if my partner, like, can I do this behavior in front of my partner? If I can't, then I probably shouldn't. Right, right. You know, but but I do think like, it's okay to think about other people here and there. Yeah. You know, I think about Michael B. Jordan all the time. <laughs> I've had to stop if you're following Michael B. Jordan. Him. Oh, I have tweeted at him. I've done everything. <laughs> Why haven't you responded? <laughs> um, uh, like, like my partner and I joke about celebrity hall passes, yeah, right? Yeah. And he he still gets a little bit more irked about it. He's like, but because I think he like he yeah. we're in the industry, so he thinks that. Like you I have, could meet this person. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but they're just meant to be yeah, like it's just fantasized meant to, right. about. You're meant to do that. Right. So mine was Michael B. Jordan. And then his was Sofia Vergara. Oh, yeah. And and I was like, yeah, if I can get it. Like yeah, she's fucking yeah. hot. Like I wish I could be like her. But then he was like, well, I mean, if you're doing Michael B. <laughs> Jordan, then I'm going to go with someone younger. And I said, okay. <laughs> like to piss me off. And I was like, no, okay, cool. Okay, and we, then he yeah. said Sydney Sweeney. And I was like from uh, yeah. Euphoria. And I was like, yeah, I fucking get that too. Yeah, like I, mean, I would totally. be in there with her. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And I'm also like. Who cares? We're never going to get these yeah, people. Yeah. The whole point is the fucking fantasy. Yeah. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, but I know some people get really, like, upset about this stuff. I guess that that goes into insecurity. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I guess one of my biggest pet peeves is insecurity. Um, I, I just – it's like – you have to be confident in your body. You have to be confident in your who you are as a person. Otherwise, we can't be friends. Um but yeah. And especially as a partner, right? Yeah. Because like I've had friends, um, like somebody I used to be friends with, I'm not anymore because she's a problematic person, but um, with her ex, like he wasn't allowed to look at a server. And if he smiled at a server or something like that, there was like a fight. And Jesus. I was just like, wow, that's a little that's next aggressive. level yeah. um, in terms of. Yeah, that's that's way more like controlling, controlling rooted issues that yeah. people got to go deal with. And then I feel like the more you do that, the more you're probably pushing somebody to go yeah, do something. Exactly. Yeah. Because, again, it's like what you resist persists. Like right. the more you're making somebody feel like this is a thing. that, And then it becomes a thing. Yeah. yeah, that's when you put your energy into the thing to, and then, you know, it just bubbles up and has a huge overflow. Yeah. yeah. Um, listeners, if you uh, like what you're hearing today, please remember to screenshot the episode, tag us and tell us what you thought of it on social media. 
we're at kind of dating across the board. Um, I am at Natasha Chandale on Instagram and Facebook, Natasha.Chandale on TikTok. Rushi, where are you at? Uh, I'm on Instagram, Rushi Kota. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I don't really, I feel like I'm going to delete X or Twitter or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, I don't and know then what I don't, I'm not, I don't fucks with TikTok. You don't? No. Oh. Yeah. That's fair. It's a lot of yeah, work. It's, it is so much it's work. It's a lot of I work. Can't. I can't do it all the time. Instagram but. to me is just like also, also like a doom, uh, doomsday like scrolling device. Yeah. So I'm like, eh. Yeah. But yeah. you seem like you're much more disciplined. I try to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, guys, if you are listening and you're a fan of the podcast, please remember to tell your friends also if you haven't already. And please check your phone to see if you have subscribed to the podcast because that actually makes a huge difference to us. It's, I think, on Apple Podcasts called Follow. Um, so please follow it. There's like a plus sign or some shit like that. But um, And on Spotify, Spotify listeners, we now have uh, Q&As and polls for each episode. So answer those uh, their episode-specific questions. So um, they're fun and engaging and... Uh, we would love to hear from you. So I would love to hear that. And we publish them. Um, and, you know, I'm trying to figure out a way to get you guys to, like, talk about it on the podcast. Um, and if you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating or review wherever you get the podcast. Let me ask you a controversial question. Do you feel like if people are going through some kind of temptation while they're with their partner, and, you know, let's specifically talk about the uh, the fantasy of someone else mm -hmm. does that mean that there's something lacking in the relationship man that's a good question um i think it's totally valid for any individuals to feel a certain way and i think you know it even more than communication i think once people are able to communicate that then there has to be follow-through with it of, okay, cool, you're feeling this way. How do we address that? If we can't address that, then is that something, is that a deal breaker or is that uh, something that we can uh, move past? And, um, but I think it's important to talk about those things and then, you know, figure out what makes each person tick. Yeah, because I think a lot of maybe newer couples and people who are a little less experienced with relationships sometimes, and the people who live in these absolutes, I think they set themselves up for failure a little bit because when they do go through those dips and they haven't acknowledged that this is like a human tendency that we all kind of go through, they think and they immediately equate it to, well, there's something missing in the yeah. relationship. And then they start looking at their partner as like, well, I'm missing i'm missing yeah. something i'm missing something yeah. and then that narrative plays in the head because they're not communicating with the partner whatever they're feeling um but personally i i don't think i i do think that if you are feeling something it doesn't mean that the lack is necessarily in the relationship itself but it could also be like your personal lack yeah. like it could be because oftentimes we put it on the partner like well the partner is supposed to make me feel fucking sexy all the time yeah. well like are you doing anything to make your partner yeah. also feel sexy yeah. but the lack could also be that you have grown or changed or need something different that your partner doesn't know about so so it's important to kind of like dig deep a little bit and yeah. look within and go like, okay, where is this feeling coming from? What has changed from before to now? And I think it's important you say that because people, partners usually do look to their partners to make them happy. And actually it's not anyone's job to make you happy except you. You got to figure out what makes you happy and then you have to be able to com uh, communicate that. Uh, and I think um, that when you start looking to somebody else for that, that just means you got to look inward uh, and it, it, it's uh, and you have to figure out how to rectify that um, and go after the thing that you want, because then it's going to start eating away at you. Yeah. And do you. OK, because you have been in a relationship for a very long time. Uh, like my God, long time. It feels like forever. <laughs> um, no, uh, but you've been you've been in a relationship for a really long time, so I'm sure you've weathered lots of oh, storms yeah. together. Totally. Um, what is sort of the balance that has worked for you in terms of communicating your needs? Like, what is the line that uh, that you're like? I don't have to tell 
this person every thought, but this is what I do need to tell this, like, you know, her. Yeah. Um, and I, I think in my relationship, I'm, I'm less likely to bury things and wait for it to fester. Um, you know, when I feel something, I'm like, all right, am I going to feel that again tomorrow? Let me sit on that for a little bit. And then, okay, if I'm still feeling that, then find a way to, you know, uh, broach that subject and talk about it. And sometimes it's not always, uh, it, it doesn't always come out as a conversation. Sometimes, you know, it comes out as a fight. Sometimes it comes out you know, a lot more emotional than I expect it to be. But yeah, I think in the past, we've definitely, for each other, we've definitely uh, wrote our goals down. Mm. And we're like, all right, what what goals are we hitting? What goals are not? We're not hitting and try to go that path. Um, but now things are much different because now we have a little little baby. Yes. And so, Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. So priorities are uh, shifted. Um and, you know, now you have to evaluate, okay, well, it's no longer what I need and want right now is the most uh, important thing. It's, it's a whole something else. And uh, it, takes, it takes a little bit of, um, uh, I'd say, evolving, growing up, um, shifting. Uh, navigating, Navigating yeah. to, be, to be able to get there. Yeah, because I think like, and that's such a great point that you mentioned, right? Things change a lot in relationships. And the whole point is, you know, for listeners, it's like we all live in this this um, fantasy like, oh, everybody wants like to find the one. And I'm like, you know, but you're going to be with the one for fucking ever. Forever. So yeah. like and when everybody's always rushing into it, I'm like, why are you rushing? Yeah. It's forever. That's, yeah. And that forever means you're going to go through a lot of like waves, you know, yeah. up and down, up and down, up yeah. and down. Going to different times in your life, especially when people have kids. Because, yeah, like in, in the immediate your priority changes. That doesn't mean your long-term priority needs to shift, which is still your partner. Mm -hmm. But it's like sometimes you have to, you know, put one thing down then pick up this other thing and then later you can pick that thing back up and then put this thing down and it, it's just like a little juggling act, yeah. you know, constantly. Yeah. And I can imagine with like kids, um, a big thing is like you have to remember that your relationship is still the thing that will outlast yeah. in terms of like your child will leave the house at some point. And, uh, and I've seen couples who, you know, they made the, the child everything and then forgot about their partner. And then the second that child graduated, they got a divorce. Yeah. And that's happened to m multiple yeah. friends, families that yeah. I know of. And that's, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. And it sucks. But I also think it's like, well, it's important to talk about it as a couple and go, Hey, I get it. Right now, we got to do this. But, yeah, like, let's make a date night once a month in the beginning, you know, because I get it. You know, schedules are crazy. And then you can, like, pick that back up. But, like, that's your designated, like, let's put it in the calendar. We have a month in advance. We can set up a babysitter. We can, like, pre-plan it so that you get, like, a fun night out. And then, like, okay, let's go get drunk and do the thing that we would do before we had a kid. Yeah. Or whatever it is that that couple wants to do. Do you think there's something that's healthy flirting? Um, I choked on that word. Healthy, healthy flirting, flirting. Healthy flirting. Uh, yeah, I think so. Like, okay. when when Like, what would you be okay with your partner doing? If, like, we're, I don't know, I guess pretty okay with like a, a lot of things i'm not i'm i guess being in this being an actor i'm just very free-flowing with stuff and it's harmless and it's you know it's fun i'm like all right yeah whatever let's just all you know have a little little flirt and at the end of the day we're gonna you know go back home and probably utilize that energy in an effective way um did you guys talk about it did you guys figure out like what is what counts as flirting and what is beyond no, that you never we, did no i don't think we talked about that it's interesting yeah i think uh you know when i'm working my side hustle i'm like i'm a huge flirt but i do it i do it harmless. i mean you have to i have to be i can't just be like stiff right so i so 
and I, I, I chant, I do it specifically. Um, yeah, we do that because yeah. my partner is also a DJ and stuff mm-hmm. at night. And so, and you know, he is like, an attractive guy. And yeah. so like when he goes out, I get it. And yeah. I, I actually tell him all the time. I'm like, when we go to his events, I'm like, I'm going to back off because there are people who are here for you. Yeah. So I get, but he actually uses me more of a, as a crutch yeah. in, in those public situations. But I'm like, that person is, especially when they're, you know, agents or managers or something like that. I'm like, fucking do that shit. Let's go. Play the game. Let's go. Yeah. Like, but I think the balance is like, make, you can make somebody feel nice without going like super sexual. Exactly. You know, like I think if uh, healthy flirting is, again, you have to figure out your um, boundary with it. When I go to do stand up shows, he knows like, you know, uh, there's going to be people coming up to you. There are yeah. people who come up to me, but also like, I don't want it to feel like, oh, she has a bodyguard with her yeah. all the time. So like, he's very good. He chills in the back. And then I talk to people and yeah. I do the thing. And, but again, it's that, it's that like, you can be friendly. You can even witty banter and yeah. whatever. I, I think like for us, our balance is like, Hey, nothing sexual. Like, yeah. I think know. that's, I think that's respectful. Um, uh, even when you know my wife and I go out to events, and we she knows we got to work the we got to work the room um, as much as possible. And even if I'm doing some sort of like intimate kissing scene, and our friends are like, "Ah, oh, but does you not get jealous?" But it's with like it's it's work. We get in, work. and I tell I tell everyone it's like very technical. There's nothing romantic about the moment like when you're on set and you're like you know kissing somebody like there's nothing romantic about it imagine like eight like eighteen thousand people watching you yeah and they're getting exact camera angle and you know they're making sure your lips are glossed and your rose your cheeks are rosy and then you're getting a certain way so you know maybe you don't have a a double chin in that moment (laughs) so there's like and then they're like and then do it again and you're like yeah and then they're like and cut and again, yeah, like and- <laughs> fifty times later, you're like, oh my god, you're please. like, great, I am actually bored of yeah, this fucking kiss. Yeah, so it's uh, it gets very technical, and there's nothing like romantic about it. But yeah, no, I think you know, uh, my wife, she understands that, and you know, she gets that, and we get that together, and it's like, yeah, I think she actually gets excited when, uh, when when. Um, being sexualized on screen because then it's like oh fuck yeah brown guy finally fucking looking hot and looking you know looking sexy and and people want that and she knows that that's her man yeah exactly that's like she knows that you're coming home to her so that's great yeah uh it's funny because like we talk about everything i i probably because of this podcast and whatever (laughs) i like you know i'm always like so what's the line for this what's the line for this what's the line for this and i think the other day we were talking about it i was like so what what counts as cheating for you? And he's like, why are you asking me that? Because he thought <laughs> like I was trying to. But we were watching a, a TV show yeah. and it was like she was cheating on her husband. And and but some of it they were like, well, it, it wasn't totally cheating. I was just doing this. And I was like, mm, it's just fucking. It's, you, that's the all the way, bro. Cheating. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you're, yeah. You know, or you're sending nude pictures or whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm. mm. so so then I was like, oh, I wanted to have that conversation um but then you like i do think it's important because every couple is completely different totally like what you would consider healthy flirting or to the spectrum of cheating is probably super different than what what we consider yeah um i mean i have some people who say kissing is okay but sex is not you know some people think Oral is okay and <laughs> sex is not. That's it's true. That's weird. There, okay. there are people yeah. who like have a full different yeah, I mean, spectrum yeah, totally. of it. Um, and that's why I do think it's like really important to um, to talk about it with your partner. But I wanted to come back to that earlier thing of like, should you tell your partner if you're feeling tempted? Yeah, I think so. I really? think that's, like I think, in what what capacity though? I think just honesty is important. Um, because then if you're if you're hiding and harboring it, then it, again it goes back to just like festering and boiling over, and and it's gonna come out in one of your vices. It's going to uh, and you're gonna act on it and act on it times you know like like when uh, uh, someone who's sober finally you know gets back on the the whatever wagon right it's just they go 10 times as hard 
So um, if if you know that it's something that's that you have to get in, uh, get off your chest and get that off your chest. I do think there's a little bit of like white lying is okay. Like yeah. I I don't want to know everybody my partner thinks is attractive or or was attracted to or like I went to a party and I, I don't need to know if you handled it. Like right. if you handled the yeah, situation, great. don't fucking tell me. Like yeah. it's cool, I trust you, like do your thing. Yeah. If you're like feeling something, I I do think because a lot of people aren't equipped to deal with that information. Right. I think you have to know your partner, totally. you know, for listeners. Like I do think you need to know if your partner has a bit more um, you know, anxious or in- insecure attachment, then then they might you might want to not tell them every person you're feeling something for. But I do think then it's like digging deep and going, okay, what does this feeling mean? Mm-hmm. If I'm feeling attracted to somebody, is it that I'm attracted to them or is it the like I'm missing it, sexiness? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm missing spontaneity. I'm missing um, us getting dressed up and like going out and at, at a party. Like what are you – right? What are what's not happening right now? Yeah, like, that that then you can like bring back to your partner and say yeah, like going back to that um, when uh, all of a sudden I had all these followers and all these women were sending me stuff. I didn't tell my wife um, everything that because that, that would just be like that would just hurt her feelings. Of course, all she, the time yeah. she'd be like super insecure. Yeah, yeah, and also I wasn't ready to, I wasn't equipped to handle all of that. And so once I was able to figure that out, you know, slowly like, oh, yeah, by the way, this was happening. You're like, what? What the fuck? I'm like, yeah, I just, why didn't you tell me? I was like, because I don't think anybody was ready to handle all this stuff. So there's a, there's a time frame for that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a timing for sure to it because you, you're still handling somebody's feelings. I do think it has to come down to a level of trust. Like, I don't think you need to tell everybody everything in the moment. No. Um, that's what friends are also for. Yeah. Guys. So I do think you should talk to your partner about the feeling. Like, I'm feeling this. Um, I'm feeling like maybe we can. And not and talking about it from a positive spin. Because yeah. I think a lot of times we go like, I feel like we don't go out enough. Like, that makes it a negative thing. Yeah. But instead of going, I feel like we should plan a date night yeah, once like to spin a month exactly. and turning it into a positive thing so that it feels like a doable action that you're excited about versus... And it brings the partner in. Yeah, I think it's just uh, uh, having a particular word choice of you're doing something wrong versus, okay, well, we can do this better together. I can help. You can help meet me in the halfway when we work on it. Um, I think it's it's... That's a very progressive uh, uh, metropolitan way of thinking. I think back in like, you know, middle America or, you know, wherever um, uh, it's it's always I just don't know that they have the tools to handle that and things, you know, and badly. No, definitely. So like how, you know, as we wrap out this episode, what are some ways that people can kind of manage some of these temptations, like when you have gone through some of those, especially when it came to that's crazy, like mm-hmm. all those messages you got. So like, how do you kind of reframe things in your brain? Um, when that happened to me and when I'm in times of stress, I do morning pages. What's uh, that? Morning pages is just, um, I think this was from, uh, what's that one? There's a book, uh, uh, The Artist's Way. And the, one of the things they talk about is uh, morning pages, which are every morning before, as soon as you get up, don't check your phone, don't go do anything else. This is your most lucid in the waking hours. And they suggest to write three, pra- uh, three pages free form, like whatever you're thinking, it doesn't have to be neat, doesn't have to be clean, anything, just, it's just word vomit. And I'm able to get my thoughts out, um, how I'm feeling, putting it on paper and, you know, like actual pen and paper. And that, that way I'm like, all right, I've said it. I've said it to a paper and now I can, you know, move on with my day. Uh, 
That's interesting. I could never do that really? because I'm not try a morning it. person oh. and I am not lucid at all when I wake up. <laughs> you, I cannot it's, function. It's practice. You just you just do one page and and you'll be surprised the amount of shit that you will just, you know, put on a page. And it usually like a, a like a blank paper uh, front and back, it probably takes about 30 minutes to yeah. get done. Yeah, I wake up um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I act, this is not a joke. So I wake up two hours before I need to go somewhere because I need one hour to literally wake up right. and, and be in silence yeah. and like nobody can talk to me. So I wake up <laughs> earlier okay. just so I can sit by myself. And like have my brain be awake. Yeah. I make jai, sit there. And like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, re- I read a little, but it just yeah. takes me a while. My family, I try, try to call them, but they talk. Yeah. They've just known me since I was a kid. I'm like, <laughs> in the morning. Um, so I feel like whenever I hear the like morning journaling stuff, I'm like, oh, I'm never doing that one. Yeah, but yeah. I got I to find the like alternative to yeah. that. Um, so you write, you write it out. Mm-hmm, I write it out. And then that helps you what? Like, that helps get, me, just get it out of your system. Yeah, it's 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 it it no longer because our brains are problem solvers, right? So they we just we can't have a perfect world. If we have a perfect world, we're gonna go fucking insane. So we just have that's why our brain creates um, problems for us to go solve, whether and it it manifests itself in the way of anxiety. And if it's not something that we have given weight to and moved away, then it's just going to collect more and more, uh, more and more weight. Um, so that helps me just, okay, I'm like, oh, what am I feeling in my career? What am I feeling in my life? What am I, da, 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 all that stuff. I have a, an outlet to get it out. No, that's a, that's a really, really good positive suggestion. I feel, I also think guys, don't be afraid of guilt. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, put yourself in your partner's shoes. Um, and especially again, when we're talking about the, any temptation really, like think about what your partner would feel, um, if they found out about this thing, sometimes playing the scenario out in your head is also good just because we don't think of repercussions in the moment. Sometimes we can just get blinded by like just being in the moment. Um, And sometimes you do got to just pause and go like, "Mm, what am I going to lose if I do this? Is this thing worth it? Yeah. Um, And it's so funny because that's why so many people when – especially when it comes to cheating or or falling for other temptations, like – they always they always try to come back to their partner because yeah, blame it on the partner. Well, and also that, like, it's so hard to find somebody that you like gel with and you have a life with and whatever. So, think twice before you throw all of that away. Yeah. But just for something fleeting. Um, again, though, sometimes it can tell you something deeper that's going on, and and it's worth asking yourself what that means. Yeah. But I I don't think, and I think we both agree. Um, don't resist that temptation. Just kind of, uh, I do think you can also use temptation as a way to strengthen your current relationship. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about. Yeah. Hey, how do you switch? It I up? just feel yeah, like yeah. I just want some spontaneity. I want this, and maybe maybe we just need to travel a little bit more. And like, remember when we used to do that? Like, mm-hmm. whatever it was that made you attracted to the partner in the first place. I think recreating some of that vibe yeah. is helpful because... Because totally. you have to. If not, yeah. then you're going to go crazy. Yeah. And like yeah. again, like relationships evolve, right? Yeah. So like you're going to... Life is going to keep happening. You get a little bit more comfortable. So you always have to like remind yourself yeah. that... And even I think um, in how you communicate with the partner. It's not like I used to do this a lot. I use exactly what you said. I used to, because I didn't have the tools to understand, like I would put the blame for something that I wasn't getting on her. And instead of rephrasing it for myself of like, okay, well, if this is the outcome that I want, then what do I need to get there? And that was a huge growing experience for me. No, I mean, but it's awesome that you did. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm like, oh, cool, okay. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> I feel like we gave everybody an entire toolkit. We saved your guys' relationship. Yeah. I mean, um, you should you be are paying n- us. never going to feel tempted. Ever. Again. Never, ever. 
Never have I ever. Never have I ever felt tempted. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a good one. Um, Rushi, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was so great. And I appreciate you you, like being open and honest about all of it. Yeah. Um, You're not totally done. Okay. Because we do something called six questions. Oh, right. Um, You can't leave yet. Fuck. You are trapped. Save me. Um, We uh, do uh, six questions, like our version of rapid fire. We ask everybody the exact same six questions. So don't think about it too much. Okay. You got it? (laughs) Okay. Overthinker? Okay. Yeah. That's that's wait. Side note, guys. Rushi texts using (laughs) full grammar. (laughs) So. Yeah. You you were on me about that, and I didn't realize it. I didn't realize I do this, but now, like after every message I send, I end it with a period or a question or an exclamation mark or some sort of but like every 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 single text. Guys, it's like L M A O period. Yeah, it's like all right, I have done laughing. (laughs) I am done laughing my ass off. Period. And and we were texting back and forth, and I thought I was like, "Are you mad?" Yeah. and you, you were like, no, why? I was like, why are you why are you using periods at me? I, like every text, I was like, wow, I guess this person doesn't like me at all. Because I, I, I met you at an event yeah. and I was like, well, clearly I'm annoying this person because like I'm right just word. sending me <laughs> messages. Now that, now that you said that, now I'm like, I go back and I'm analyzing all of my text messages with previous people and observing whether they use uh, grammar or not, punctuation or not. And I'm like, what? Nobody does. Well, sometimes. I'm a writer and I'm cool with it. Like I love, I love great grammar, but I'm also like texting is like, you you know, you just, unless you're asking a question, like, how are you? Question mark. Otherwise you would go um, making dinner and it's just, (laughs) there's nothing after that. I'm just making dinner, you know? Uh, I'm making dinner, but, period. Yeah, it's like, ha, 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 LOL. Um, but you are like, LOL, period. <laughs> <laughs> making dinner, period. I was like, shit, fuck, yeah, what I, am I doing wrong? <laughs> I, I feel like I've always done that. I don't I don't know. It's it's just, hilarious. It I just weird. called you gra- gra- yeah. grandpa. I was yeah, like, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think we were saying that it was, uh, it's probably an older person thing of, okay, well, the, you know, back in the day, we used to type like this <laughs> and uh, we used to write it out. And now the kids nowadays, they're just fucking free flowing and saying all kinds of shit. Listen, your kid's never going to learn cursive. You know that? No, I will teach him cursive. They, I have great pen Penmanship. My brother. Do you has, are you one of the few men who have great penmanship? Yes. I feel like like men write like they like are fucking chicken scratch. It's, yeah, it's, I'm, yeah, no. As grown adults. No, I've I've my I don't know if my mother has good penmanship, but my brother has great penmanship, and somehow I've picked it up. And that is the one thing that I'm definitely going to be teaching my son. I'm like, you have to know how to write shit properly. And then he will never use it no, because he, he will, will grow I'm... up on a computer. <laughs> but it's this lovely skill that you try yeah, yeah. to I'm trying. impart on him. I will <laughs> it's like when something. my dad made me – this is a true story, guys. My dad made me um, learn a typing on a typewriter. Yeah. So I had one hour every single day. It's why I can I can type very fast on there the computer. Go. So it's Thanks, great. Dad. But but I learned it on a typewriter. Yeah. So I had to like I had a physical book in front of me <laughs> and I had to like learn to type. Those things are heavy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's and so that's gonna be you a cursive. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But one day it'll come in handy for him. It will. And when you have, <laughs> I'm gonna teach him like financial literacy and, that and is writing important. checks. See, that is a good See, thing to that's teach. That's some shit I'd never had growing None up. None of us did. Yeah. We did a really great episode with Rahul Rai about finances on the on the podcast. Okay. So um okay. I, I didn't anyway. need to digress. Okay. Six questions. Yeah. Okay. Rushi, are you ready for your six questions? I mean, I think so. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. It's all on the line. What is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? Their body type. Yeah, like if if that just uh, – if, what do they look like in clothes? <laughs> like what is their body type? Do they exercise? Do they take care of themselves? Um, I think that's the first thing. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, what is one deal breaker? Oh, um, being messy with finances. Mm. I cannot I – can, I fucking can't. Like get your fucking money together. Like just that's the thing that irks me more than anything else. It's so important. Yeah. So, so important. Um, what turns you on? I think the hunt, the hunt of the hunt of the chase definitely gets me very excited. Um, 
yeah, just the anticipation, the build of the rise of it um, with with anything of uh, it's like finally I've I've become really good friends with my butterflies and my anxiety. Um, and I, that's when I get it. I thought you were pointing to your abs. No, my, <laughs> and my abs too. like, I've my, become really great friends with my, my abs. abs. I was like, wow. <laughs> my abs are happening. Um, so, uh, I've learned that as soon as I get that, I'm able to tap into that energy and that gets me very excited. That's really great. I'm yeah. really glad that, that you've been able to do that. I have not. Yeah. Uh, Rushi, what are one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships? Uh, one of my strengths is that I am very nurturing. Um, I can be very loving and very caring. I think my one of my weaknesses is that I tend to be very selfish. Um, it kind of like works opposite. Um, uh, like there's there's times where I'm like, oh, it's all about me and fucking nobody cares and I, nobody else exists. And <laughs> that's just very actor, <laughs> very actory, narcissistic personality. Like I can, and then I have I've learned over the years to be aware of that. And uh, I'm like, okay, it's not about me right now. Just shut the fuck up and listen for a second. So that's something I'm still working on. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh, Rushi, what is love? What is love? Um, love is something that makes your heart grow bigger. So nice. Yeah. That's so lovely. Yeah. Your last question. Okay. Besides I love you, okay. what three words would you want your partner to tell you? <laughs> Babe, I'm dripping. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice, nice. I have yeah. never heard that. That yeah. was a very, very unique response. Yeah, fuck yeah. Love it. Yeah, I'd be like, all right, air dropping everything. Let's go. Done. We're done. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Rushi, thank you so much for being on the podcast. How can everyone find you, all your work, all the fun stuff? Um, go on the internet, type Rushi Kota, and I'm there. And that's it. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> well, guys, all of Rushi's socials will be in the show notes of this episode. But guys, if you are my listeners and you fucking send him your vagina pictures <laughs> and masturbation videos, I will be very disappointed. So please don't do that. He's a married man. And also, come on. He can screenshot that and share it. Don't. don't I actually I don't. did it. Yeah. So you actually. So I'm in Instagram jail currently. Oh. Because somebody sent me a dick pic and a masturbation video Aww. and i was like i'm very about like don't ever that's ever yeah. think even guys they try to send me like sexual messages i'm like i will screenshot this i'll put you on blast yeah don't fucking don't do it do it why do especially you for women because yeah. we got to like set a lot more harsher boundaries so um so this person i uh, first laughed at his his. Really ashy, shitty dick. <laughs> and um, why don't you lotion your dick? I bro, literally you send was that like, shit. "Why wouldn't you lotion it? Yeah. This looks really gross." Um, and then I uh, screenshot it and yeah. put it on my Instagram as yeah. like a lesson: don't do this. Yeah. And uh, Instagram flagged me. Didn't take that person's dick pic down. <laughs> didn't block them. They just blocked you. Just uh, <laughs> put put me in Instagram jail for twenty four hours. And since then. My videos don't share. My oh, videos don't get no. seen. And they, they're like, it's not a thing, shadow banning. I'm like, well, look at your literal engagement yeah. drop, 60-something percent. I'm like, ouch. <sighs> so Rushi won't do that, but I will. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'll just send it to her I've so already, she can I'm already be in Instagram, in jail. Instagram jail. So I might as well be in it longer. Um, no, really, we're going to have uh, Rushi's socials in the show notes of this episode. So please make sure you follow him. Be respectful. Um and be good fans. We're also on social media. We're at Kinda Dating Across the Board. I'm at Natasha Chandale on Instagram and Facebook, Natasha.Chandale on TikTok. Friends, thank you so much for downloading this episode. If you like something you heard, please screenshot the episode and tag us on social media. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kind of Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandale. Aisha Holden is my co-host and our social media producer. And we only sound great thanks to our producer and audio engineer, Adam Pineless. The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yenick and K. Daniel Ellis.